Attention outlet shoppers. Right now, save 50 to 70% off everything for the family at Gap Factory Stores and online. With shorts from $14.99 and tees from $6.99. And save 50 to 70% off everything at Banana Republic Factory Stores and online. With an extra 50% off clearance and dresses for women starting at $19.99. Hurry! Search our store locator for your nearest Gap Factory and Banana Republic Factory Store or shop us online. Blog Talk Radio. We ain't nothing but some true John G. We ain't nothing but some G's. Yeah. G's on the podcast. Instead of sipping, sipping, swinging three, swinging three, Difficulties, but 
I'm gonna play this and we're gonna talk about it, man. This is an interview of her um, with the uh, with the police, just a little bit on how she acted when uh, she saw the big black man that was a little high on drugs. Uh, did you did you hear that at all, Will? It, it was it was coming in and out, man. It wasn't too clear, man. But uh, well, shit. I'm, I mean, I'm that is what sure, it is. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna put it in over the whatchamacallit. But you know, definitely what it was was a, uh, the officer crying, saying that she was scared, acting real. You know, she's real crazy. Oh, I don't know if y'all check oh. it out, but she's acting real crazy. It's uh. How do they let officers like this on the on the squad? You know, I posted a, a, a Facebook post: Are bitches should bitches be police officers? And people took that as I'm talking about women. I'm not talking about just women. I'm just talking about bitches. She was the scariest she was in her life because a black man was acting ir- uh, irrationally. He was high. You know, you're gonna as a police officer, you should be trained for stuff like that. So I don't get it. Um, the reason why she was off, you know, there were some black, there were some black jurors there, and they said, "Hey, you know, she said she the the way the law is, the the cops have it. You know, she's hollering, she's saying she feared for her life, so the cops can shoot you. So, you know, that's hard. I can't, you know, that's that's tough, man. Her screaming and hollering, she should, you know, if she, she 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 know she know herself that she was wrong. That's why she's hollering and, and crying because." He, she was scared for her life. The man didn't have a gun. So what? If you're scared of your life when the guy doesn't have a gun, what what are you gonna do when they do have a gun? Shit yourself and just pass out? I don't get it. What what, what say you, Wills? Man, I just I, I I looked at her and I saw her doing all that screaming and hollering and you know and then it all of a sudden I, I look at the guys that's interviewing and the people in the room with her. And it's all about her now. It's not even about what happened. Now they're trying to console her. You know, they're trying to, you know, make sure she's calmed down, just relax, just tell us what happened. It's going to be okay. Now she's, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it seems like a game, man, you know. And, and, and you can tell she's acting, you know, to, to a person that you're just looking directly at her just, She's just so active, you know. She's very animated, even 
before she starts crying, when she's sitting at the desk and she's just, you know, beginning the story, you know, she's very animated with her hands, so it just makes it seem like she's just really just doing the most, man. Yeah, she's acting out whatever they told her to to do. Um, that was horrible. You know, that made me sick to my stomach. What, you know, what if I, I, I'm i drunk and I'm a little, you know, I don't know what's going on and the police, are they just scared? You know, they're supposed to, she said she's a drug uh, recognition expert. That means she, um, she went to some kind of class for five months, so she's supposed to recognize uh, people that are on drugs and be an expert on that. It's what she said in, in the beginning of that interview um, that we didn't, we didn't play, but that's part of the interview that she said and. So then she should know how to. But I, I, th- I thought they, I thought I heard them ask her a question, was how long she had been in rehab. No, that was you know, drug. That she, was... She's talking about a drug reconnaissance expert. She's some kind of. She said okay. dirty or something. They asked her what it was, and then they said, "How long were you in there?" And she said five months. So she was in some kind of okay. class where she's supposed to be an expert at dealing and recognizing people on with, on drugs. So this guy was on drugs. The, the witnesses say that he was he was saying his bomb, his his car was about to explode, so he tripping, she tripping out. Both of them can't be tripping, you know. Police are supposed to be there and, and, and be the back, you know, supposed to be protecting and serving. And now I don't doubt that she was scared for her life, you know. I don't think this lady was out there just to kill him. I think she was actually scared. I think she's telling the truth. You know, so I, I think she's telling the truth, but that's not the way it went down. You know what I'm saying? I think she was scared for her life. That's why she shot. That's why I believe we can't have bitches. And I don't mean women police. I just mean people that are bitches, that are scared, that are scary, scared of black people, scared of Mexicans, scared of anything that's not them. Um, they shouldn't be police. And that's that's just how I feel on that, man. Yeah, I, I I second that emotion, man. It's a it's a hell of a career path for anybody to take, but to give it to somebody that's really not ready to, uh, you know, you know, do what they need to do the right way. You know, I I was looking at the video, the original video, and she was further enough. It it, it don't seem like that. He had to take about maybe ten, fifteen paces to get to her. To hurt her, you know, so I don't, I just didn't see what she was scared of. Maybe, like you say, it's just a big black guy. You know? Yeah, they asked her at the beginning, you know, they they made sure they said in the interview that he was uh, like six something, two, 250 pounds or something, 275 or something. So he's a big dude. But, you know, you got to be able to build, deal with big dudes if you want to be the police. You know what I'm saying? Right. Big, big ass niggas on drugs, they need to learn how to deal with that without shooting them and act and, and being scared for your life. He didn't have nothing for you to be scared of. And you were back. If you think, you know, I, I'm not a police. I don't know how they train, but why not get behind the door before you got to shoot him? If you think you're going to get it gun, why don't you back your ass up, get behind the door like they do in the movies and have, you know, have some kind of shielding, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, RIP to Terrence, uh, uh, Crutcher, and RIP to all the other people that we lost, innocent innocent people, not just black men, not just uh, black women, just innocent people that are getting shot by scary-ass police. But let's go ahead and take it to the main topic. This is something that's dear to me. The question is, 
can you date outside of your race and be pro-black? Now, this is this is dear to me because I have dated outside of my race, of course. Uh, my wife is um, a Caucasian Swedish woman. Um, but I also got love for the black man because I am a black man, because my brother is a black man, because my dad is a black man, because my son is a black man. You know, my favorite guys are black men, except for my boy Jeff, you know. So not saying that I don't have any other – I have white friends. I got – uh, and my boy Ernesto. Ernesto is one of my main guys, but he, he sort of – you know, he's a Mexican, but he's from the north side, so he's a little black too. So, But – I feel that every time I talk to somebody and I'm talking about what black people should do or, you know, try to help guys, which I do, you know, not a lot of people know that I tutor uh, young black guys, uh, black men for free because I live in a black neighborhood and that's what's there. So I started up a thing where we're doing, where I'm giving out free tutoring. I do a lot of stuff for black people. I was in Big Brothers Club. I do a lot of stuff and I want to always want to give back to, to my community and, and and give back to the black man and the black youth, uh, you know, because I know how important it is for them to survive and, and, and keep this thing going. But every time I talk to somebody about that, they bring up my white wife, my my white wife, you know, my mixed son. And I just want to ask you, will uh, will can I or can anybody be pro-black and have a white wife? You know, we've seen that, what was it called? Don't drink your juice in the hood. While uh, don't drink right. your gin and juice in the hood don't, and the ghetto, don't be whatever. Don't drink while white... drinking your juice in the hood. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know they had the black guy with the white woman. They were both militant. You know they always got everything. They have that and get out just came out, which I haven't saw. But you know, so what do you feel, man? Am I a coon? Man, sell out? Nah, I I I, w- I wouldn't say that. You know, maybe maybe some some people see that, but I I, I don't see that. Because, you know, just on my standpoint on how I view people, and, you know, and I'm I'm very firm on uh, a person is who they say they are. So, you know, if you tell me, say, man, this is me, I'm a stand-up guy, this is what I, I, I believe in, and this is what I stand on, I have no reason to doubt that. Matters what, you know, your, your environment is, matters, matters what, you know, the reality of the situation is, you know what I'm saying? I don't see uh, how a person who is a black man married to a, 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 a white woman or a black woman married to a white man, I don't see how they couldn't be pro, you know, their heritage. You know, why not? You know what I mean? It, it seems like it should be something you you want to lean on or lean toward. You know, and and I've asked this question in several groups, you know, because, you know, yeah, these groups where they say, yeah, man, the black man is this, and, and every every other race ain't shit, you know. But I be thinking, like, hey, you know, what about these, you know, these, these mixed couples who decided to, you know, create a union and, you know, worship the, the ground that they man walk on? You mean to tell me that, you know, she ain't shit or he ain't shit, and this man is, you know, caring for this black woman or, or this woman is caring for this, you know what I'm saying, vice versa. So, you know, I don't, I don't see how that could be, you know, somebody got to be immature or, or you know, kind of want, want to be in your shoes or something, you know, to think like that, man. But 
I don't, I don't see no issue with that. I, I, I can definitely see I personally be pro-black, you know. And I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not living in your house or nothing, but I don't think you, you know, go around showing your kids no videos on how to be white. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm, I'm I, I, I think it's very possible to be pro-black and in an interracial relationship, man. Most, most definitely. And I try to, I try to tell people. See, what they don't understand is. You know, I think you like what you grew up with. You like what you see, right? So I grew up right. in a place of on, on south southeast Houston, in in the suburbs on the outskirts of Houston, and um, so I grew up in a place that was that that is just like America. It was probably like thirteen percent black, uh, fifty sixty percent white. 20 percent uh, Mexican, you know what I'm saying? So I, I grew up and I got to see yeah. all kinds of beautiful women my entire life. You know, I was I didn't grow up in in word and where all they saw was black chicks every day. You know what I'm saying? I grew up at, at, yeah. in, in Clearbrook. I went to school in Friendswood. I know a lot of beautiful black girls. I know a lot of beautiful Mexican girls, especially Mexican girls, because you know Mexican girls used to, you know, they. Um, they mature a little faster, if you know what I mean. So we were all in love with Mexican girls, uh, you know, in sixth, fifth and sixth grade because, you know, they had boobs already. But, right. they were, you know, so I don't personally, I didn't go out to choose my a white wife. It just happened like that because I don't really care. I see beauty in everybody, you know, but I understand that my heritage and I, I'm proud of my heritage. And, I, of course, yeah, I'm telling my son, hey, he's black, even though he's not. So whenever he gets of age, I'll tell my son the real, hey, you're black and you're white. Like Obama, they say Obama's the first black president, but he's not the first black president. He's the first pre- uh, president that claims that claim that he has black in him. You know what I'm saying? He's half and half. And like I always say, well, his dad is African, I guess, so he probably is half and half. But like I always say, me and you, we're probably mixed with, we got a little white in us. We, we More than likely we do. It's a 90% chance that you've got a little white in it. So my son is probably more white than he is black, more European than he is black, and that's crazy when you think about it, but he's going to be considered a black man. He's going to be raised as a black man. His favorite people are black men. So, you know, my son, I think that's – I don't know what's more pro-black pro than making sure that in, in, in 100 years that everybody's going to be considered black. You know what I'm saying? So I think I'm doing good. Right. Doing something for for the people, you know, but I always I always ask that question. It seems to always be, you know, I get attacked for that, but it, it is what it is, you know. I like women. Well, I mean, I guess My wife I, I, is beautiful. I, I, I guess That's how I, 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 I guess I guess for somebody who's just getting into being pro-black or something like that, or you know, they just now, you know, maybe calling considering themselves being awake. That's just an easy target, you know, something to say to try to, you know, discredit another, you know, pro-black guy, you know what I'm saying, or just to, you know what I'm saying, just to be different, man. That's just how some some people are, man. It's crazy, man. Real crazy. Yeah. I, I support. I, I wouldn't even say I'm pro-black. I would say I'm pro-people, but I lean towards black because I am black. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I'm pro everybody. I always tell my wife, everybody's the same. I think that if, as we can see, if we were, if it was the all black nation 
and the white people were the minority, we'd probably be treating the white people like shit because I think that's how it always is. People are all the same. They're going to do what, they, what they're going to do. Unfortunately, we're over here where the white guys took it from, you know, the white guys started this country took, taking it from the Indians who were suckers. They thought, I, I don't know what the Indians were doing, how they just gave it up, but they gave it up being nice to the white man. And just like the African guys, however we got here, there's different theories, different situations, but however we got here, they're being nice to them. And so I think every, regardless, I think everybody's the same. And I wish people would quit using that crutch. I date a, a white woman or I've married a white woman. I've dated plenty of black woman, women. I have a black daughter. My mama is black. I've dated, you know, I'm around black people 80% of the time besides my, you know, besides my wife. And this, you know, I, uh, people using that excuse or uh, using that to attack me, I think is, is pretty whack. And like you said, they're probably jealous. The guys that usually do that are, you know, single, my age, no kids, you know, they're upset with that. I think they don't find love, so they're mad what I got, what I got. You know what I'm saying? That's how it happened, man. Well, definitely, man. Um, go ahead. Yeah. So you say you, I, I, I remember we, we sent a little text, and you said you said something about Earl Spence coming up, man. You know, I think that's gonna be a, a very interesting fight. I don't know much about his opponent, but what I do know about Earl Spence, man, is uh, he, he's he's from Texas, man, and and he and he, he looks like he's gonna be like the next Floyd Mayweather, man. I hate that. I don't I don't I don't really know too much too much about the you know how the interactors of boxing go, but I hope he and him and Davis get to get at it one day. Uh, you talking about Vontae Davis that uh, uh that just fought was that last weekend? Yeah. He's a he's oh, yeah. yeah, he's a, he's way too small. So he's probably probably like five, six, a hundred and thirty pounds, where Spence is fighting at welterweight. Um, so he's um, fighting at 147. And who he's fighting is uh, Kel Brooks, uh, which is a U.K. Uh, a U- the U- he's a U.K. fighter, and he's, from, he's, uh, he's got the IBF World Championship. And, Kel, uh, and what Spence is doing, he's finally stepping up and fighting Kel Brook. Kel Brook is legitimate. Um, I, I know you said you didn't know too much about him. But Kelbrook is yeah. legitimate. He's thirty. He's thirty-six and one. And the only fight that he did lose was against Triple G, who is a middleweight. So he fights at one forty-seven, and he took a fight at one sixty. That was his last fight. What happened was he looked good for about two or three rounds, but then Triple G started catching him, and he quit. He says that he broke he broke his eye socket, yeah. but. I personally don't believe that shit because I have a I have a theory about UK guys. Now I used to be a fan of uh Lennox Lewis and uh and guys like that. But a UK brother, I always explain to these guys on my uh, on another boxing uh, podcast. Shout out to my brothers at OTG. Um I usually say that UK brothers aren't the same as African Americans. They they're missing something. I don't know what it is but they're missing something. So they're always going to sucker out. They're never, they're, they're never quite the, 
they don't ever go all the way. They're going to quit. They're going to get knocked out. They're never going to build a hype just because they're not the same. So I call them UK brothers. And Kell Brook is what I like to call a UK brother. And I have Spence tapping that butt. Earl Spence is from, uh, I think uh, he's from Dallas, Texas, the area around Dallas, Texas. He's an undefeated fighter making a step up. This is going to be his biggest fight. Um, But he says he's ready. And I I sort of believe him, man. I think he's going to do it. But this is a real test. Hey, I, I've been hearing all kind of stuff about Earl Spence. Like, I've been coming across videos where they say he stopped Adrian Broner and he even gave Floyd Mayweather two black eyes. You know what I'm saying? So, I just I just want to see these young people good, man, and just, and just uh, you know, put on the show, man. I, I saw a few of his Instagram pictures where he was out there training out there in front of this huge castle, man, so. Hopefully, you put on the show, man. The fight on the twenty seventh. So, yeah, fight's gonna be a yeah, Saturday the twenty seventh. Uh, IBF World Title on the line. It's gonna be in uh, London, I believe, or it's gonna no, it's gonna be in the UK. It's gonna be in Sheffield, Yorkshire. So the fight will probably come on showtime maybe it'll come on twice i'm not sure but you know they're a couple they're like seven hours ahead of us so the the fight will be early and then they'll show it again on showtime you know i can't i can't wait for this but like i said you know earl earl spence hasn't fought anybody he's got to win over uh chris algeri who is like a white collar fighter who isn't isn't really shit but he's got that win and he's supposed to be the truth man so i'm looking forward to this Looking forward to this fight. I hope everybody watches it. Everybody checks it out. Um, let me bring. I think we got a caller. Let me bring in my man, four hundred four. You on Will of Will? Who we got? Oh, this is Naj, man. What's going on? Uh, nothing much. Go ahead, Naj. What up? It, it looks like I missed the topic y'all was hitting on earlier because y'all asked, "Can somebody be?" <laughs> Uh, pro black and still have, I guess, an interracial partner or whatever. I guess yeah, I missed that yeah, part. We, yeah, we just we just finished it. We were talking about the boxing, but go ahead. What? How do you feel about that, man? Yeah, me personally, you know, that ain't something that I would do, and it ain't something I recommend. Uh, sadly, a lot of people are gonna do it anyway. And I, I guess the two examples I would throw out would be France Fanon and then Shake Onto Diop. Uh, they actually did do that. You know, they, they did marry white women. But their their work still lives on. They're still African mind-stated as hell, and we still benefit from the works that they did. So it's just, you know what I mean? Sometimes you got to take the good with the bad, man. So some people are going to do that. Uh, my thing is, what are they contributing? Who are they? What are they doing? So I mean I I don't know man it's it's like a it's like a test to where you can't put a bunch of red ink on some people's paper you know what I mean but you got to put a little bit of red ink on there just cuz of that flaw but some people some people have managed to be able to contribute uh even though they were somewhat compromised and then well, let's and just to take this deeper we all need to decolonize our minds to the fullest degree and I don't know if any of us in this generation get to 100%. I do think we do have some uh, some little remnants of so much, you know, brainwashing 
uh, that goes on. I do think we all have some remnants of it, and I think it manifests itself in different ways, and some people's way happen to be who they're attracted to and who they see as an ideal partner. Uh, we got a situation where light-skinned women get married uh, first before darker-skinned women make uh, in excess of $2,000 uh, per year more than darker women. So, you know, we got a whole lot of issues with that in general. So I, this, this is a real deep question. That's When I saw that, I definitely wanted to call in and, and just throw some stuff out there and, and see what y'all thought about it. But I'm, I'm kind of mad I missed the, the conversation when y'all had it. Oh yeah, no, it's all good, man. You brought some, uh, you brought some uh, something to the table. We, what you what you didn't hear is my wife is a, a Caucasian Swedish woman, and what uh, mm-hmm. what also you didn't hear is 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 that I grew up in a place that represented that I feel represented America as far as the percentages of people I saw around. So when I grew up, I don't know where you grew up. But when I grew up, I was around all kinds of women, white women, Asian women, Mexican women, black women, right? So I so me growing up, I knew the pretty I knew who the pretty girls were, and they were pretty girls of all races. So I feel that, you know, I I, I feel that you're a product of your environment. So when you, if you're an all all black school, you might only like black women, and you think that's what you need to do, right? But I feel that I can like whoever I want. I got a, I have a black, a black uh, daughter. My mom is black. Um, my dad is black. Everybody's black. So I can be pro black. Uh, you also missed that I do a lot for these young, the young black men in our community, right? I do a lot of tutoring, a lot of free tutoring. A lot of math tutoring, a lot of stuff like that. Always trying to give back. Who you love has nothing to do with what you represent. It, well, it does. It, it it does. So I represent being pro-black and not being. I don't like. I said I don't know if I'm pro-black. I'm pro-people. But I know I represent. I know what being a black man is, and I know the struggle. So I try to, uh, you know, help the black man out. Um, more so than I help anybody else out, but I will. I have two young white kids. I have two young Hispanic kids, but I'm leaning towards the the black guys. So if I do what I can, if I do what I do for my community, who cares what I'm doing at home? You know, as long as I'm not in, in any way, you know, um, threatening my integrity as far as you know what I represent. I represent loving everybody. Um, I represent everybody being the same, and I you know so. Well, well, let me let me let me let me hit that. two follow-ups. Well, let me hit two follow-up questions for you. Do you think the majority of people who have a relationship like yours contribute in the ways that you're talking about? And then the second part of that would be uh, when you're in a system of injustice, the people who are the most hurt deserve the most help. So I think it's logical for you to seek out black males and you know black women to help first because they are in need of the most help. But also, pro-black doesn't mean anti-anybody else either. It just means we're in a bad situation and we're trying to get out of it. So, of course, you know, you would gravitate towards it. But I, I, think, you, I think you may be unique, but I, that's me speaking. So I want to hear your answer on that. It's not really – I feel you. I know some corny, uh, corny guys that, are, that I know that would only date white women, you know. And, I, you know, they're still – I got friends that are like that. You know, they're still my boys. I got – Friends that only date black women, so you know I I know some corny guys like that, and that you know they are corny. They steal my dogs, 
but they're corny. But I think that you would be surprised because, you know, I, I just can't explain it. I just know when I grew up, I knew who the pretty girls were. I always say that. I knew who the pretty girls were. And there was black pretty girls, white pretty girls, and Mexican pretty girls. Like I said, especially Mexican ones because they, they were a little more developed back in the day, you know. Little, you know, So I grew up loving all, all chicks. So I had, I, And I went to Prairie View. So I went to an all-black school. I have a lot of black chicks under my belt. There was a few that I thought about marrying. <laughs> I thought about marrying them, man. We could have got married, maybe. You know what I'm saying? But I was too young. But I found I found this one at the right time, and that's when we felt we could do it. So, you know, I feel you. My mom was like yeah. that until 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 she came home. But my mom also grew up in the in the hood, and she was sort of around all black people. And when she did was around white people, she went to Madison when they had first integrated. So she probably got it bad, you know. So I could feel how she feels, but. I personally think you can do whatever you want to do. It's about deeds. It's about what you're doing. So, you know, I don't know how many Agreed. guys you know they're in an interracial relationship, but I promise you, you've got the wrong idea about these brothers, you you know. And it's, it's that little well, red mark. Well, it's, it's, it's not necessarily me being about the wrong idea. It's the thing of, okay, where does generational wealth go? Typically to the woman because their families live longer. And if we have families that are lacking in generational wealth, then, of course, that doesn't change that dynamic. So this is not a thing of me saying I don't think black people should. That's me personally, I don't think. But as far as everybody else, you'd be free to do whatever the hell you want to do. But when we talk about the problem of, you know, the situation that we're in, I think we do have to be honest about what addresses that and what doesn't. So I, I think that's where it goes. But, no, I'm not trying to condemn anybody who dates interracially, man. I mean, hell. That's a part of life. This is a globalized world, and people are going to do what they want to damn do. Uh, my, my question, I, I think I, the only question I would have is that contribution part, because I think you're making yourself the norm, and I think you're an outlier in that you have an eye on looking back and making sure some people get get help uh, to to be put in a better position. And I don't think the majority of folks are thinking like that. Hell, most pro-black folks talk a lot, but don't actually think and do like that. So it's you know, that's kind of right. No, definitely. Let me ask you a question. Who who was the first black president? Uh, what are you, a Hanson guy? No, no, no. I'm just asking. Just like the real. No, no. Just who was the first black president? It's no trick question. It's just who was the first black oh. president? Well, I guess if we if we going by traditional standards, then Barack Obama. If we using biracial standards or 16th, 8ths, and everything else, man, that can get real <laughs> questionable 30, when you start looking at early American <laughs> genealogy. Okay, so you so you don't think Obama is the first black president, which he isn't. He's the first mixed president, right? I think that's a good way to describe it. Okay. So I just what I also would say is my seeds will be like Obama. They're going to be black, just like Obama's black. So, you know, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, because that's you not your choice. It, yeah, because that's not your choice. In America, we still go by the one-drop rule. Uh, you go a little south to South America, it's the opposite. One drop of whiteness makes you white. Up here, one drop of blackness makes you black, which is a weird thing. And notice how much they start talking about multicultural as so-called mixed people start to make gains in society. Then they want to bring up, oh, well, you know he's half white. So you know it's it's funny to watch, man. 
No, yeah, I feel you, man. Wilt, you got anything, man? Oh, man, I'm just tuned in, man. I'm, I'm loving it, man. I'm tuned in. Listen, man, it sounds good. Tune in. For sure, it's man. Much work. much respect to you and, and for what you're doing, man, because, look, can't nobody tell you who the hell you should marry. <laughs> That's your right as a damn human being. And the fact that you're putting in your work, man, salute to you, sir. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's, I can really, that's what it comes down to. I really can care less, you know. Like I always said, my a hey, my belt, hey, I got a lot of, of black chicks under my belt. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> and, 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 and All right, now you better quit was. saying that. You're going to make me go Dr. Ben on you. <laughs> Is hey, she no, good no, enough they, to sleep they, with? She good enough to marry? That's what Dr. Ben used to yell at folks. They, they were. Some of them, and, and most of them were good enough to marry. But, you know, I was, I didn't, we didn't get married. So, you know, it is what it is, man. Hey, I appreciate yeah, that was your break. You was at an HBCU, so I know you knew some fine ones. It is what it is. Y'all, y'all have a good night, yeah. though. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, appreciate man, it, you man. Too, man. All right, Wills, we got another call. Let's see if it's on my see who's online. Hopefully it's my boys so we can talk about a little boxing. Hello, you on with Willie and Will? Oh, I'm on the Willie and Will show. What's really going on, man? You know what it is. RC in Central California. How's it going? D. Willow Wilson. It's going good. What's up, man? Hey, What's up, man? We're going back to it. My man RC is in full effect. RC. RC is my OTT partner. We talk boxing, and we were talking boxing every weekend for about two years, going strong. We got shut down. So we've got – me and RC got a little something we think we're going to put on this. Uh, we got something that we're going to put together for the people as, as far as a boxing podcast. We talked about it a little bit. We got uh, Earl Spence versus uh, Kell Brook going down this weekend over there across the damn pond. UK brother against a, a, a Dallas, Texas – Young Hogs, what what do you say, uh, RC? What, who you got, my man? Give well, us a breakdown. Let let the people know. I, I heard... <laughs> I, well, I, I'll get in on it. I just want to first off say that I think the first black president was Bill Clinton. But we could uh, go to the <laughs> boxes we're talking about. And and come on, man, I'm telling you, Kell Brook is gonna get annihilated this Saturday. It's not going to be a close fight. It's not going to be nothing that it's going to be a fight that's overhyped like always. Don't trust no UK brothers like we've been talking about. And and I think it's uh, it's going to be a, a hype night. You're going to have the UK fans wild as they usually are. You know, some of the best boxing fans in the world. Um, and, and, you know, Kell Brook is the goods. Don't get it twisted. But you know, this guy's coming off eye surgery, so his face is very fragile at the moment. And Errol Spence is, is, is he is the goods 100%. So I think Errol Spence is going to put that work on him, get his era started. This is going to be the opening, the, 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 the party for how he's coming through, and he's going to be probably on a long reign as the guy. And if people don't know about Errol Spence, that's a dangerous man. People get it twisted and forget about the fact that this guy knocked out Adrian Broner in sparring, and he got kicked out of the Floyd Mayweather gym for giving Floyd Mayweather a black eye in sparring. Now, if he's giving money a black eye in sparring with headgear and the heavy gloves, 
what's he going to do when it comes to the eight-ounce gloves when he gets them touching on Kel Brook? Ugh. It's going to be ugly, my man. It's going to be Sam Cassell ugly. Oh, man. Hey, I'm, I'm going to have you know I'm with you on this. I don't know if if, if, if this is Spence's era. It might be. You know, we still got one Tom Thurman out there. You still got Bud Porter trying to make trying to make his way up uh, up in the weights. You know, I don't know if Garcia is big enough, but you still got some welterweights that are out there that that are ready to smash. So I don't. I'm not quite sure that this is his era, but I do know that he's gonna whoop this UK brother's ass. And I don't even, you know, like I, <laughs> I, I said before, we got the fake eye injury. This guy. He got most people when they have surgery, they let people know they're all right. They show pictures. This guy showed a picture. It didn't even have his name on it of an X-ray. Like eight eight weeks later, you know, this guy he's fooling the scene. He got his ass whooped by Triple G, who just got exposed as not even really being that good. So you know, Kelbrook, even though he has the better resume, <laughs> sorta, he's far better competition, sorta. You know, a really, I said before, Spence, the only guy he has really is Al Jury, I guess. Probably, that's his biggest fight. Everybody else he's been not – he knocked out Al Jury, but everybody else has been sort of bummy level. They're just bringing him up, and this is his time to shine. I hope he does shine, shine and represent for Texas. You know, only in boxing will I represent a guy mm-hmm. uh, where I show love to a guy from Dallas. But we're going to, uh, you know, hopefully he does his thing, man. <laughs> Hopefully yeah, he does his thing. Um, I think you know, he will. Kelbrook is the real deal, though. You know, uh, people want to question Errol Spence's level of competition that he's faced. He's a young guy in the ranks, still coming up. This will be his toughest fight, 100% uh, that he's had. But, you know, people people tend to forget that Kelbrook, he hasn't really fought nobody neither. He's got, a lot of, he's got a lot of bums on his resume. I mean, his best fight is Sean Porter. And, you know, Sean Porter... Uh, in the boxing world, we all know that it's cringeworthy to watch him fight because it's ugly style where he's just coming forward and just, you know, swinging sloppily, getting punches connected to the body and just, just you know, you get so many breakups from the referee because he that's just how he fights. He's not a clean fighter. He's not a fighter who who's going to land a money shot. He's going to land shots that you know, you can see in a barroom fight somewhere, but it, the the difference is is that 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 he um, he he can do it for a long period of time compared to a bar fight, which only lasts for about a minute or so. But Sean Porter, he could uh, he could he could go there for for twelve rounds if necessary. We've seen it with Keith Thurman, and we're, we're talking about the 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 welterweight division. Danny Garcia, he's got the he's got the chin, and he's got. Uh, a lot of toughness and grit that got him pretty far, but he's not the goods. He's a, a contender hold that on, might be on. a pre- he might be a pretender. Who? Oh. Yeah, you heard, you heard me, Danny. Danny Garcia might be a pretender instead of a contender. He's got a chin and he's got a heart in him, but he might be a he might be a B plus player. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, 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 Will. It's really uh, real. Hey, hey. Hey, Wilt, let me let you let let me let you I'm, in on something. We've got this is my man RC. Boxing knowledge is off okay. the off, off the radar. He's a Puerto Rican guy okay. who loves who loves Cotto. And for the last two years, he's been on the show. Danny Garcia has been the best thing since white bread, sliced white bread. 
No. Today, <laughs> he just said his main guy, this is his main man, ain't the good. That's A. Oh, hey, okay. man, I got to keep it real with you, man. I, I got to keep it real right with you, man. Alive. I, I, I I can't, I can't, I can't fool the people with, with some talk that we had at OTG. This is really real. This is the Willa and Wilt show. I gotta let you guys know what it really is, off the cuffs, nothing, hey. nothing foolery about it. Danny Garcia, don't get it twisted, man. He's a really good fighter, really good fighter. But when it comes to, we're talking about the cream of the crop right here. When you're talking about the cream of the crop in the welterweight division, that's the most deep division in boxing. And I'm telling you right now, man, you know, Danny's my boy, always gonna be my boy, but. Errol Spence is a dangerous man. He's a dangerous man. He's got the power. He's he's not a sloppy fighter who, who is rushing for a KO. He's going to break his opponent down, and he's going to take his time. And he is the sweet science of boxing. Um, you know, when Danny was the guy before he lost to Keith Thurman, I was always worried about one man in particular of who's on the hunt for getting their name up there with those guys. And uh, the one guy I was always worried about, it wasn't Keith Thurman, it wasn't Sean Porter, it wasn't anybody in the welterweight division except for Errol Spence. This is a this is a kid who is hungry. He don't care about the money. He don't care about the fame like everybody else. That's what everybody else. That's what everybody else wants. You're talking about a guy who's like a, a, a Sergey Kovalev type fighter who will go to anybody's go to anybody's crib kick the door in, knock over their trash can, break a couple family pictures with an elbow, and say, what you want to do? So, hey, this is uh, hey. this is the real deal coming from Dallas, Texas. Well, hopefully he's not like Kovalev, because Kovalev took that L uh, last September, uh, what was that, what, what, what was that, September? And he's going to take that November, L again. something like that. No, yeah, and he's going to take that L again. But, hey, we're going to go, we, I'm going to see what you think about after the fight, what he's fighting to do if win or lose. But first, let's take it to 2-1-0. I think 2-1-0 is one of them whack-ass San Antonio numbers. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, my man? You on the Will and Wilts? This is San Antonio man. guy. Man, uh, first of all, I got to say, shout-out to Will and Wilts, a badass uh, podcast, my favorite podcast. Uh, second of all, we, we call him from that Bear County, that extra silent. You know what I'm talking about? Um, I just want to say a couple things, guys, real fast. Uh, that one drop rules the motherfucker is uh, invisible blackness. Um, uh, let's see. Um, born in San Antonio, raised in Friendswood, Texas. You feel me? Um, me and me and uh. D. Willow went to Kappa together in 9 9. Uh, I'm not going to say what we did. Uh, don't say that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, okay. Yeah, and another, don't do that. No hey, homo. Hey, before I go, hey, before I go, I'm going to say this, and I'm going I'm to let y'all have it. Question Is Manu Ginobili a Hall of Famer? First ballot. You got to no. give it to And we're going to no. end it like the first. Hey. Y'all heard what I thought. Nigga, please. That's a hey, come on, man. What do y'all hey, think? Hey, International just, Hall. Just because hey, a man look like he owned a couple of Valeros, man, don't mean he can't be a first <laughs> ballot Hall of Famer, man. 
Let my boy Manu Ginobili Y'all know. Get, get in that Hall of Fame first round. I think Manu Ginobili is like a three-time All-Star, fellas. Maybe four. Maybe that's uh, four that was champion, though. Hey, Rodney's one of my uh, – is, is, is my nigga, so, you know, I'm just giving him a hard time. But hope maybe he'll text me and let me know how many how many uh, all star appearances does Ginobili have? And I <laughs> get the fuck out of here. He won. He got the ride from coattails. Ginobili. <laughs> he's the first James Harden. He's he gave James Harden his skills. James Harden took Ginobili's skills and times it by a thousand. But but no, hell no, hell no. Ginobili, nice you say though. He, is, he, but, he international. He international Hall of Fame for sure. Yeah, I mean, he probably will be. Yao is in there. You know, T-Mac is in there. He's got rings, but, you know, it's, yeah. No, Yao Ming He got more than LeBron. He got more than LeBron. He, <laughs> no, he don't have more than LeBron, does he? He's got four, four to three. Yeah, Bron got, Bron, Bron got three. Hey, I told Wilt, we ain't talking Bron, Bron today. Uh, uh, we're gonna talk that next week to get re- to get ready for the finals, and hopefully he can come back on. Uh, hopefully Rodney can call too. His guys got that sweep, you know. But let's go back to boxing real quick before we wrap this up. We got a few more minutes. RC, who after after yes, Spence wins, after Spence wins, what should he do? Who should he fight? Well, he's either going to fight Keith Thurman, which unfortunately just had elbow surgery. So I think he might be out for the rest of the year. Um, that's unfortunate. I think he might be – I think that, that his elbow surgery might be uh, as questionable as that eye surgery that, that you said about about your boy Brooke. But um, exactly. if not, if not, he said he wanted to unify. So the only other guy to unify with is Manny Pacquiao. But – I don't know if that little guy wants to get in there with El Spence because El Spence, he'll, he will, he will, old yeller, Manny Pacquiao, take him out back, and put a bullet in the back of his head, man. He will finish him off and in, in in bad bad fashion, man. Um, and Damn, RC, Pacquiao. you just killed um, off, you just killed off two of your your favorite favorite uh, boxers today <laughs> on the Will and Will Show live. We, Manny Pacquiao thought was your favorite boxer. <laughs> We coming for heads, my man. Yeah. We coming for heads yeah, today, and we got to yeah. let him know hey. what it is. You know, murdered this guy. Hey, this, but Crawford, uh, Crawford <laughs> also called out Pacquiao. I guess both these guys won the money. Pacquiao's about to fight Jeff Horn in Australia, who whoever the hell that is. I think that fight's coming up pretty soon. Saw Pacquiao doing some uh, heavy bag or you know, some pad work with this real fat guy. It made him look a little faster than he Looked was. Terrible. But Manny ain't on the PED, so you're right. It's over for Manny. Man. Yeah, it's a wrap, man. It's a wrap, like a Taliban hat for that boy, man. I mean, he's been around for a long time, and he got too many miles on him, and and you know, he just like a um, he just like one of them old vehicles that you got to get up out of there, man. Like the shit ain't passing smog no more, uh, you know. And I, I like Manny, but yo, it's it's time to pass the torch. And if he ain't passing it to a guy like Errol Spence, which I don't think is possible because he's no fucking way gonna get in the ring with Errol Spence, but he might get in there with Bud. And uh, either way, Pacquiao's taking L's to anybody like that. If you're talking Terrence Crawford, Crawford will annihilate him. And also, Errol Spence, will, he will, he'll put him out pretty bad because I think Errol Spence got a lot more power than Bud got. And 
hey man, that's the only two options for Spence. He want to unify this guy. He ain't. He's not sugarcoating like, oh, I gotta talk to my manager and see what's up. No, 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 no. He said he wants to unify, and and that's the bottom line. He's been a man on a mission for a while now, for the last year and a half, and man, yeah, you know, Manny Pacquiao. Wait, wait, yeah, he so dropped Chris Andre. So Adrian Broner is not holding any belts right now. Correct. Nope. No, nah, he ain't. Uh-uh. He ain't got no straps right now. Oh, so so so. He, he ain't no bum. He ain't no bum, man. man. No, I used to be a Broner nah, fan. He he's want, a bum. He he's not, yeah, he's he can't beat yeah, any of the top guys. He's too fat. He's a he's a hundred and thirty to hundred and forty pound fighter fighting at one fifty seven. I mean one forty seven because he's too fat and too lazy to to or maybe too muscular. So even to uh, to make weight, you know, Adrian Broner's his best at one forty. Right, 135, uh, where he got his belts. But once he came up to 147, which of these is all little guys, but 147 is where it starts getting real, and he 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 can't make it at 147. Adrian Broner is is all is more hype. It's more hype than anything. All hype. He's a good fighter, yeah, man. He's just not this. He's a good fighter. He's got he's got a lot of talent, but he's just he's just very undisciplined, man. Like he's. He don't got it like that. Like guys like Earl Spence that are real hungry and about this business and don't care about the fame are the exact opposite of what Adrian Broner is. And I mean, you know, I, I like AB, but um, you know, he, he I'm getting tired of his shit though. Like we we talk about Adrian Broner who just got out today from doing three days yeah. starting Monday. He just got out today, so it's like, yo, my man, he ain't taking it serious. So. Um, you know, and if Dang. you disrespect the sport, it's gonna disrespect you back. But I tell you what, though. No, for sure. Hey, there's, RC, there's talk. RC, we about to shut. We got forty-five seconds. Let me get your pick in the round real quick. Sixth round. He gonna stop him in six. Wilts. Man, I I I I see it going a distance, man. I see it going a distance, and and and, and you know, straight flush. Hey, Wilts over here hating on an American black man. He just told us he had no idea about Kell Brook and Spence <laughs> was the truth. But then he just said they're going the damn distance. This boy Wilts, man. I've got Spence winning by decision, though. I got him winning by decision, uh, unanimous in that 12th round. Hey, uh, we're about to get out of here. I want to thank everybody for coming. R.C., Wilts, Ronnie, everybody. We'll catch y'all next week. Will and Wilts, me and R.C. got something cooking, though, for sure. Holla. Bet. Staples knows that when your spreadsheets no longer spread, it's time. When your presentations are not presentable, it's time. And when tensions in the office are high... No, tensions are very, very high. It's definitely time. And it's times like these when pros turn to Staples. Staples has a full range of tech services to help your business with everything from data recovery to virus protection. And right now, get $50 off PC diagnostic and repair service so your business won't miss a beat. Staples, it's pro time. Ends 527. Service does not include parts. 
attention outlet shoppers. Right now, save 50 to 70% off everything for the family at Gap Factory Stores and Online. With shorts from $14.99 and tees from $6.99. And save 50 to 70% off everything at Banana Republic Factory Stores and Online. With an extra 50% off clearance and dresses for women starting at $19.99. Hurry! Search our store locator for your nearest Gap Factory and Banana Republic Factory Store or shop us online. 